Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we... Um, we come to you tired and um, some of us mentally exhausted. Lord, so I just want to take this time to kind of relax in your presence, uh, to you know take this deep breath, but also remember that, Lord, it's, be- it's, it's because of you that I'm able to do that. Or, but, but to be able to feel how relaxing that is, to just take a nice deep breath and know that I'm in your hands. Lord, I ask that you calm our society. Lord, I, I, I ask that you um, just give us peace uh, with everything going on right now. Um, Lord, I ask that you be with us tonight. Lord, I ask that you um, guide our conversation. Lord, I pray that, um, you know, some things that may be laid on our hearts that we're getting a little bit of frustration with, Lord, I, I pray that you give us that outlet to kind of to talk it out and to um, let it come out in a constructive type of way um, and not a, not in any kind of anger, um, any kind of lashing out. But I pray that as we continue to go through um, this, this time in our lives, this season in our lives, that we continue to, to take that time to, to see your work, to be able to see your presence, to be able to see what it is that you're um, what you're working on. Uh, Lord, I pray that we continue to stay open ourselves to your guidance, to your leadership. Lord, I pray that we um, can have that same unbreakable grace that you have. I pray that we can show that to other people. Lord, I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. Lord, I thank you for another beautiful day. And Lord, I want to pray for everybody who's been affected, whether it's during the, uh, the virus or whether it's during some of these, um, these protests where you know, people's properties have been destroyed. Um, Lord, people have lost their lives. Lord, I pray that you be um, with all these people. Um, Lord, I pray that... I pray that... Your name is glorified through it. And I know right now it might not look like that's possible, but Lord, we know with you that anything's possible. So Lord, we want to thank you um, just for the friendship that we have sitting here at this table. Lord, we want to thank you for um, everything that you do for us. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast number 21, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and we have a guest host with us tonight. That's right. A.K.A. J.A., A.K.A. Silver Fox, Jamie Arnett. Broadcasting live from FEMA Region 5. I believe that's the Matt Hynas line that I have to keep towing. <laughs> I believe it is. And and uh, Matt Hynas is not in FEMA Region 5 right now. That is true. He so has, uh, yeah, he has uh, decided to take his family. The Lord's blessed him mm-hmm. with the means to be able to uh, take his, his entire family. I mean, all 63 Hynases on yeah. the beach. <laughs> yeah. I could just, I, I pictured that convoy rolling down. You know, seven, was it 77 or whatever it is that goes down yeah. down to uh, South Carolina? So 
Uh, miss you, Matt. Hope you have a great time. Um, well-deserved uh, break down there at Hilton Head. Uh, so, mm-hmm. am joined by Adam Shine again on the soundboard. I'm here. Not on the beach, unfortunately. Right. Yep. So. Yet. So anyways, um, with Matt being gone, J.A. decided that he would uh, step in and uh, co-host with me. Big shoes to fill. Big, yeah. Big, well, big big chair to fill, <laughs> big pants shirt to, to fill. fill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you, Matt. <laughs> um, so for any of you who have listened to this for a while, I mean, sometimes we have different topics that we go through, and sometimes we know what we're going to talk about, don't know what we talk about. Uh, so uh, tonight, our topic was being brought to us by Jamie. Mm-hmm. You want to share your text message you sent to us earlier? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of prayer goes into, you know, what what do we want to talk about in these podcasts? And um, as soon as you guys kind of threw it out there that, hey, Matt's, Matt's going to take a vacation, which we allow him to do once a year. That's it. <laughs> Just once. Um you know, I just started praying, Lord, what, what is it that you want us to kind of tackle tonight? What mm-hmm. is it that you want us just to walk through the truth of Scripture in? And, um, you know, immediately I thought about this topic, and it's the topic of, let me just put it this way, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. Yeah. And so I immediately thought, you know, I've been an elder in in the church for about 15 years now. And um, one of the things that you can really get frustrated by is the notion that people just tend to return to those mistakes expecting a different result. Now, ultimately, it's mistakes in the form of sin, right? We know that since Adam and Eve in the garden, um, man has pretty much made poor choices and will continue until Jesus (laughs) comes back again, right? Um, But to see it play out day in, day out, you know, and, and people want to be set free. They want peace. They want transformation. They want to experience the abundant life that Jesus talked about. But I think a lot of people just don't know how to get there, right? They can't get out of their way. Proverbs 26, 11 says that as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Mm. And and I'm lumping myself into that, you know, I mean, there are things in my own life that, you know, you hear that phrase, can you just leave it at the foot of the cross? Can you just leave that baggage behind? And yeah, I might drop off a bag or two here and there, but I'm ultimately dragging one back or maybe it's a month from now, six months from now. And, and so the topic I wanted to bring up was how can we, as believers, how can we as men who want to live holy and set apart lives, how can we totally crucify some of these sins? How can we transform our minds, our thoughts, our emotions, our actions um, to fully become who God's prepared us to be? So I guess this is one of the... Here's the first question I have, and I think part of that is um, just because we were so in group. Now we're reading through the Book of Acts, right? And we, and we just started, so the Holy Spirit just came in, um, and the disciples, especially Peter, especially in the first four um, chapters, which is where we've been. Like there was such a dramatic change, mm-hmm. right? And, and and that's all we say. Well, it's the Holy Spirit has come for, and this has been one of those things that I've I've always kind of struggled with is mm-hmm. an, is is not understanding how if I'm saved 
and the Holy Spirit is is within me, mm-hmm. how then I can continue to keep going back right. to this? Like that's the part where. So then it starts to make me question. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, is the Holy Spirit in me? And because then if it's not, then I've got a whole bigger issue now. Right. You know. So. But then you know you can still look at other aspects of your life and say, oh, okay, well, I, I can I can see evidence of the spirit here. But I sometimes wonder: is is the fact that people don't change? Is it because they're expecting the genie in the bottle? I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and these desires that I have are going to be gone. Which it happens to some people. That's right. Um, but to others, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but embracing the fact that maybe the Lord wants you to walk a certain path, which is going to be hard, a struggle, it's going to be things you're going to have to learn to be able to get you to that spot where you have some freedom. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I wonder, are some just not committed to really wanting to change? Uh, are they afraid of... Uh, the struggle or the heartache or the toughness that would go to, to, you know, do you not, I mean, do you not want to have that? I mean, it's, it's really easy to, for men to say, to bring up the topic of pornography, mm-hmm. you know, so do guys want to, to not have that confront and like, do they not want to talk to other guys? Do they not want to talk to themselves? Do they not want to be held accountable? Like, I guess that's the part where you say, I, I don't know where they're at, but, I could see from your side of having the same conversations with the same people over and over and over, Mm -hmm. and it would be like going to somebody who, you know, once again, okay, I went back and looked at porn. Okay, we've talked about this. Like, here's steps that we've put in place. But, man, there's all kind of people who saw Jesus do miracles who followed him, who hung on every word that he said, but still yeah. walked away. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I think when, when I really examine this issue, when I, when I really dive into the truth of Scripture to try to figure out, Lord, how do we overcome this? It, it, it's kind of boiled down in, in, in 1 John 2, 16, and it's, it's the lust of the flesh, it's the lust of the eyes, and it's the pride of life. Mm. And you think of the main traps, the main snares, the tactics that the enemy takes, especially for men. I mean, we are, we're all subject to it, men, women, young and old, boys, girls. Um, it's, it's that lust. It's that flesh. It's that pride. And, and I think, you know, I, I talked about it earlier is, the, the difference between Peter pre-Pentecost and Peter mm-hmm. after Pentecost was he was totally transformed, mm-hmm. 100%. That old flesh, that old man died uh, when that room shook and when those tongues of fire appeared and when Peter preached the word boldly. It was a different Peter. Mm-hmm. And so... I think a lot of people are are afraid to give up that kind of control in their life. Um, you know, I've struggled with that with myself. What, what's what's God going to ask me to do if I say yes to this? Right. Right. Um, what what commitment is He going to ask me to make? Am I going to be in a in a jungle in in the Amazon? You know, trying to preach it. But ultimately, I have to believe God is is sovereign and good. And if he brings it to me and calls me to it, then it's going to be for my benefit, right? But do I trust him enough to do that? And uh, that, that's that's kind of where my my heart's going tonight. You know, I, I you know I meet with people. I've counseled people before with groups of others. Uh, you know, in, in the church, and and sometimes things look so simple, right? Like, you know, if you want to save your marriage, stop cheating on your husband, right? You want to save your marriage, stop cheating on your wife, right? Those seem like simple things to do, but for whatever reason, we're that dog that just keeps coming back to that vomit thinking, this is going to be better. It's going to be different this time. It's going to be, it's going to be this gourmet meal, right? 
not understanding that it's just poison that you're continuing to fill your body with. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess it depends on what what level you want to go at with this. I mean, you know, with ego, I mean, that that's a lot that drives men. Um, I'm not saying that women don't have egos, but they don't seem to, it doesn't seem to be a hurdle that so many men do. Uh, but yet it's, it's literally, you know, the poison of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Yeah. Like, when have you ever looked at someone and been like, Man, he's got a huge ego, and he's just a, I mean, fantastic like, person. Yeah, that guy yeah. Is great. I mean, because that. I mean, you want to you want to follow the person that's all about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. you know that's where that root comes from. But I don't know. I guess sometimes I just are people coming to counseling as a. I got caught, you know. So I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna check thing. a box. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, do they really want to change? And and I think there's times when everybody has to hit a a, a bottom point right. to really change. Now, everybody's bottom point is is different. I mean, mine was a lot lower than your average person would would have to be. Um, but the Lord continues to. But even that being said, like. I guess I, I can't believe the, the depths that some people's bottoms are to when you see the destruction that they continue to keep going back to, yeah. and then sometimes it seems worse. So, yeah. I mean, do they really want this, or do they want, or do they look at Peter and say, man, I want to go into the elder, and I want Jamie to give me some type of great scriptural, and I want to walk out of that room and just be a completely changed man without having to put any kind of work into it, mm-hmm. that these desires I have, that I don't have to fight this battle in my head mm-hmm. every day or every morning or every weekend. I don't want to have this kind of battle. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's it gets back to the coddling of the American mind right now. Anyways, I mean, we're already weak. We're we're. I feel we're weak minded as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you really want to change some things like that in your life, like. That is a, a daily battle. And then you go back to, okay, how are you preparing for today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, did you spend time in the Word and then go off to commit adultery? I, I mean, I, I'm sure people have done that. Mm-hmm. But, man, I would just think the Spirit would be... I mean, how are you preparing yourself for that day? What did you do yesterday? Like, mm-hmm. what are you setting up... Because if you're not seeing these things and these people that you counsel, then I'd have to ask, like, where's the fruit? Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a real difficult topic, right? Yeah. I mean, because no one wants to talk about um, lack of fruit in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Don't question me on that. Don't judge me, right? Right. You judge yourself. <laughs> um, but to go back to what you said, you know, not wanting to put the work in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of the sharpest sword as burnt and, and, and kindled in the hottest fire. And, and beat. And, and, beat, and, beat. and beat and beat and beat and and sanded and furnished. And, and uh, think of all that. All that sword goes through. Uh, but in the end, man, it is sharp and it is ready for battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I often wonder, I've made this analogy with my wife before, like, why is a horse born and two hours later it's running around, right? It's, it's mother doesn't have to coddle it. It mm. doesn't have to, you know, do all the things that human beings have to do, right? Um, but a little baby is just 100% dependent on its mother and father for everything. Food, clothing, shelter, um, emotional support. And I think God wanted to make that clear to us that, listen, this is, this is how I want our relationship to be. I want you to be 100% dependent on mm. me. And, um, and that goes back to transformation. That goes back to believing, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that you're truly transformed. You're a different person. That the old is gone, the new has come. You know, that, that 1 John 4.4, 4, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, Right? And I think we we don't a know scripture enough to be able to know mm. the truth and promises of God because we want the fast feeling emotion and success right uh, 
That's America. We're standing in front of the microwave screaming, hurry up. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, And sometimes this stuff has to play out, right? Sometimes the experiences of life um, have to shape and mold us. We have to take our hits. We have to take our lumps. We can't always start at the top, right? Um, But in the end, we need to understand we've got a father that's sovereign, right? We've got a father that that gives good gifts um, and will, in all temptations, give us a way out, right? And I think, you know, with the drug culture that is just rampant, right? I think of people that we've we've counseled, even in our own group, that have struggled with the addiction of of drugs. Um, I think they want to be set free. I think they're afraid to be transformed. I, I think they they don't believe a they're deserving of it, or b that it will happen and it will last. Um, and so I I don't know all the answers. Um, but it's just one of those topics that, that the Lord keeps bringing up to me, uh, to keep soaking in scripture, to, to try to seek, uh, wisdom, which he'll give, right? We know that. Um, but boy, that, that is, uh, that can be frustrating. Well, and I mean, I know for me and myself, and I've said it before, it is apparent to me that when I am spending more time in the word and more time with God, those desires diminish, whatever it may be, you know, whatever my weaknesses are, mm-hmm. they diminish the more time I'm spending time with God. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's an opportunity to be aware of. It's like, hey, if you want these problems to diminish, you have to spend time with God. Yeah. Um, some of them may not be taken away immediately. Some mm-hmm. of them may be there to push you closer to God. The, the difficult thing is to recognize that, mm-hmm. embrace it, and get, dig deeper instead of falling back to that sin. Yeah, and that's a great point, Adam. And, and one of the things that uh, you often see, and, and this, is, this is the enemy's playbook, right? I mean, he's done it since the beginning of time, is you'll, you'll counsel people, you'll, you'll have a friend that confides in you, uh, you'll have somebody new that comes to group that opens up, and as as they break through that nervousness, as as they as they bear a little bit of their soul, the next reaction typically is, "Do you see that person again? A week from now, two weeks from now, they tend to isolate, right? They tend to draw back. They tend to look to old habits, look to that routine. And man, when we isolate ourselves, when we withdraw. Like you said, Adam, typically when I see someone that wants their life changed, it's typically not running away from God. It's typically not running from the people of God that are trying to strive to be more like Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, you think of Jonah, when God said, go to the city of Nineveh and <laughs> preach. What did he do? He jumped on a ship and went to Tarshish, which is 180 degrees in the wrong direction. Uh, but God tracked him down. And I think... You know, I, I, I'll never give up on these people, right? Because God can, can rescue anybody. Uh, if you got breath in your lungs, and I want people to hear that right now, uh, don't ever give up. You know, if you've got a loved one that's struggling with, with uh, a, a disease of, of addiction, uh, pornography, alcoholism, man, do not give up on that person uh, because uh, God's timing is perfect and pleasing. He may be using you in this storm of life to to bring that person uh, to truth, maybe the only truth they have in their life. Uh, so just be encouraged. Reach out to, to brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, don't give up. Lean into Scripture. Uh, God's answer is there. And I think a great example of that is the story that was shared, I think it was last episode, with, uh, um, with Andy, you know. He didn't give up on his wife, and sure mm-hmm. enough, right, absolutely. You know, I mean, how many years was it? Twenty, something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Surely sure wasn't it wasn't in like his a, time frame. Sure, it felt like God, a lifetime to him. Yeah. God took care of him and took care of his wife. Mm. But uh, yeah, 
that is a great example to not give up because God's timing is perfect whether we think it is or not. That's right. But I always see, I mean, again, it's going to be a broken record for me. It, it is the... We run to all this stuff to avoid pain and suffering. Mm. I mean, we do. And it's not always physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is relational pain. You know, you don't want to have that conversation. I mean, that is I mean, that is the 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 root problem for addiction. I'm I'm running from something I don't want to deal with. Yep. Um so now there's there's some out there who don't realize that that's what they're doing. You know, they don't realize because they they but they just don't want to have that uncomfortableness uncomfortableness or that suffering of trying to figure out what what is going on in my head um so they run to so many different things that are comfortable that don't push them that don't because you're not going to come to Christ and not be challenged yeah you're just not mm-hmm. you know especially if you have glaring sins in your life, which we all do. Mm-hmm. And every one of us will go through different seasons in life where we're challenged for different things. We are. And we need to be grateful for those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've all whined and complained about, you know, what the Lord's putting us through. Uh, but you go to look back and you see, you know, I'm thinking about when you and Danielle took the little ones in. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Yeah. Where is your relationship with the Lord now because of that and, and with your wife? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's never been stronger, you know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's trials that produce a depth of faith that you couldn't get just from reading or just from living vicariously through someone else's story, right? Um, and so... While we'll still squirm and cry and whine and complain, um, in the end, it's, again, the submission of the will that God knows what you need when you need mm-hmm. it. And um, that's, that's something that I'll never fully learn or understand, uh, not on this side of eternity, but I'm grateful for those opportunities uh, to be obedient. Right. And it's, it, and it's trying to... So then... Trying to get across to people that you're counseling that you need to embrace the um, the struggle, the the suffering, the pain that you're going to go through. You need to embrace that because the Lord is using that to bring impurities out. Mm. I mean, again, you, you go back to what you just talked about with the sword. I mean, if the sword had feeling... <laughs> I mean, it is going We'd through be in trouble. Yeah, it, it is going through a massive amount of pain and suffering to get where it needs to be. Mm. Um, so, those people who spend so much time and effort running from that, I think if they stopped and embraced it a little bit, mm-hmm. and. And I think that's where the Lord's going to meet them and walk with them through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for us, we follow a Savior who went through it. He went first. Right. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he knew it was hard. Right. So are, are we going to have to go through that? No. Will we have to go through some discomfort? Yes. And it's a fact of embracing that. It is, you know, it's the grind that sharpens the axe. Yeah. You know. And what my mind went to when you were talking about that was the sword doesn't know when it's ready. Mm -mm. It's only the maker that knows. Mm -hmm. I need one more blow here. I need to polish it. Just this sharp edge right here. I need to just take that off just a little bit. Right. And, um. That's where trust comes into play, right? You you have to trust that the maker knows best. Mm. Right, and, and then I guess it depends on how far you want to take that analogy. 
Because that sword could go into battle and get some dings. And guess what? Gotta a go blacksmith, back in the fire. Right. Mm. It's got to clean it back up, mm-hmm. strengthen it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still going to see some of those marks that are still there, but it's going to be just as strong as it was before, sometimes mm-hmm. stronger. So I guess it's with those people who come in and, and are being canceled for this stuff, I guess it really depends. I mean, when I was drinking heavily, mm-hmm. everybody around me wanted me to stop. Sure. I'd been to counseling. I had been, I mean, you name it, I had been there. Um, inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment. But until the Lord got a hold of me, and then I made a decision that I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. I need to start changing things. That's when, and so I don't want I, I don't want to say nobody ever goes to a counselor and just kind of gets changed from going through counseling. Mm-hmm. But it's almost to the point where, like, once they reach that point, yeah. and you hate to watch it because you can sometimes sit back and watch someone just completely destroy a relationship or destroy their lives and stuff, but. Like they have to come to you and say, "Okay, I'm I'm done. I can't I can't do this anymore." Yeah. Like I'm completely broken, and then kind of lay out some things to be able to say, "Okay, this is what you need to do." And are they going to trip up and fall off the wagon? By all means, you yeah. know. But I also wish they would understand. It's okay. I fell. Mm-hmm. I'll probably fall tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to come back around. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a frustrating thing. Ministry is frustrating. Um, you know, thank the Lord that his patience and grace is so much greater than ours. <laughs> you know, to, to go back to what you were saying, you know, it, it, sometimes a counselor can, um, can help people uncover that, that significant emotional event, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you call it that rock bottom moment, that wake up call, that whatever term you want to use, but it's that significant emotional event where you have the opportunity to make a choice, right? Everything you did today, you had a choice. You could turn this way, turn that way, eat that, listen to that music, watch that video, look at that magazine, you know, every day we're faced with choices and, I think what I want listeners to understand is uh, if you're at a point where you're struggling with something, a a sin, a burden that you've carried for 15, 20, 25, 30 years, every day is a new day. Every day you've got a choice again. You're either going to pick that thing up, you're going to haul it around, you're going to keep filling your, your life, your soul with Anger, bitterness, rage, malice, envy, guilt, pride, arrogance. Are you going to say today is the day that I'm going to let Jesus take that burden from me? Like literally take it off of my back and just hold it. Hmm. Because his arms are capable. He never gets tired. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And he'll take that and allow you to walk freely. Um, I was building a fence uh, a couple weeks ago, finally finishing section 8.5 of the privacy fence (laughs) in my backyard. (laughs) And I was using 75-pound bags of concrete, right, to mix up, to set the posts. And I thought, you know what, I need to be more efficient. So I'm going to throw one on each each shoulder, right? Oh, of course. (laughs) And so I do that, and I've got to walk about, hundred yards to the fence posts that I'm putting these on. And I'm telling you, I got about halfway there and I thought (laughs) if I was 150 pounds heavier, I would be an absolute miserable person. I wouldn't even be able to walk from the couch to the car without taking a break. And then it just hit me like, wow, there are people walking around me every day that have thousands of pounds of weight internally Mm. that I can't see Mm -hmm. that are absolutely crumbling, that are stuffing anything they can into their life to get that weight out. It can be porn. It can be alcohol. It can be 
working more. It can be uh, sexual addiction, cheating on your wife, your husband. It can be trying to live vicariously through your your son or daughter's sports mm. team because you never got that type of glory and and honor and and status that you you sought for so long in your life. Man, that weight is not something that we were designed for. Mm. And that's why Jesus came, right? And so those are the types of counseling sessions that uh, you love to have because it's an opportunity to, to say, listen, I don't have all the answers, but I know a man that does. And, and lead people through Scripture. Um, but again, when you have that same conversation for five, mm. six times. You just want to stop and go, so what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Right. So I have a question, um, and it's kind of going to bounce a little bit back to what you were saying too. Um, you, know, you have you know, people who are, have either been delivered or have been able to uh, steer clear of a big sin that they've had in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they slip up, you know, and that can happen. Yeah. I think, you know, just thinking about it, people are real quick to just, oh, well, it's just one time keep it to myself. And that in, inherently gives the enemy a foothold oh, man. to keep going down that road yeah. instead of, man, instead of stop coming to group because of that or stop talking to, to counsel because of that, you know, that should be the first call you make. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you have someone discipling you, they're not going to judge you. They're not going to, you know, give you a hard time. They're going to say, mm-hmm. well, let's work on this. Instead of s- six months later or two years later, where it's been a long-term issue, um, you're, you're making these quick judgments and taking that day, that one time, making it a one time, um, and having that opportunity to jump back up on that bandwagon. Um, but I mean, that's man, that is, that is such a great point. And I love the direction you're going Adam, because, um, that is the reality of, of our, our sin nature, right? I mean, we, um, we do a pretty terrible job at second Corinthians 10, five, and that's taking every thought captive and filtering it through the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. We will, we will put our faith and trust in what our friends say, the media says, our coworkers say, our teachers, our boss, our wife, our... But we can't do a very good job at understanding who God says we are, right? And, and you're right. A lot of times it's people that... Um, You've heard me say this a hundred times probably, but I, I firmly believe that this is how it works. It's it's when you allow Satan a, a little window of opportunity, a little crack in the door, it becomes a toehold, and then it becomes a foothold. And then if you don't root that sin out, it becomes a stronghold. And then if you don't pull that sin out of your life, if you don't confess it, if you don't fully repent, if you don't accept the forgiveness that Jesus offers you, mm. then it's a defeat, and man, there is there are so many ways out, right? And and we know that, um, you know, all through Scripture we see how good triumphs over evil. We see how Jesus is greater than anything in our life that we're struggling with. Um, we just need to to wield that uh, that truth a little bit more. So, the, two things: one. People need to stop doing Jesus's job. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so my job is not to carry my my burden. Mm. Um, my job is not to um, try to figure out how to fix this. All right, my job is to repent, submit. Um, but I continue to keep picking up that bag. It's just, you know, it's Christ's job to carry those bags of concrete mm-hmm. um, because he can. He's capable. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to do a, do a job that I'm not capable of doing. So many of us continue to do that. Um, but 
Well, a lot of people, I know for me, I remember back, you start thinking about you need to make a change, you need to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of a sudden you're looking at the the whole big picture um, where, and I use this for myself on things I'm trying to change now is I just have to not do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the, the living in the now thing. Um, I have no idea mm-hmm. what tomorrow is going to, bring and I can't change yesterday. Um, but I can try to control the best I can what's going on right now, especially with these type of, of um, these type of sins you're trying to lay down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I do think, especially when it comes to men, especially when it comes to, like they really need to set down that ego and, and then and go back to taking every thought captive. But on that, when these things start creeping in, the need to be able to prioritize things, to be able to say, okay, I need to stop what I'm doing, uh, whatever, spend time in prayer, give a phone call to somebody discipling them, right. uh, get in the Word. I mean, there's multiple different things that you could do, mm-hmm. um, but none of them is keep it to yourself. Yeah. Mm. You know, none of those are keep it to yourself because uh, even praying doesn't keep it to yourself. Um, I, I suggest people especially on your own, to pray out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's sometimes when you when you hear yourself say some things, yeah. it sometimes has a different effect because I don't know how many times I've thought something in my head and then you say it and you're like, oh yeah, that really sounded bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you kind of, it can get some, maybe some truth going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole, you, know, you can't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes people get overwhelmed when they look at it and say, I've got, all this to try to change and fix, it gets too much. Yeah. I need the Holy Spirit to come in and, and do what he did with Peter and just change over. And so if people can just step back and say, okay, I need to not look at porn right now. Mm-hmm. I need to not drink right now. Mm-hmm. I need to not, um, you know, do this drug right now. Or I need to not, you know, I need to not go meet this person I'm not supposed to right now. Um, and stop looking at it from an overwhelming standpoint. Um, I think it kind of, and, and it's for for any sin. And yeah, it's it, it, what what essentially I'm hearing is, okay, you're seeking out wisdom from deci- uh, people that are discipling you. You're praying. You're spending time in the Word, and then start small. I'm not going to do this today. Then I'm not going to do this tomorrow. You know, the next day, okay, I'm not going to do this today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to spend more time with God today to avoid doing this today, one day at a time. And what happens is those days will turn into weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, continually with counsel and prayer and uh, spending time in the Word, then those weeks will turn into months. and Those months will turn into years. Um, potentially, maybe with a falter here or there, but the trick is, okay, well, after that happens, well, I'm not going to do this today. Uh, again, the next day, I'm not going to do this today. Um, again, that the, the small it, will turn into a big, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I spent hours and years becoming a good drinker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So why in the world would it not take hours and years and hard work? I mean... Look, it's not easy to throw up and go drinking again. Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, that's that's some... Mm. I mean, so why do we think it's anything different? I mean... Uh, right. I've got hours and hours of eating in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, why would right I there. not think that it's not going to take hours and hours, uh, you know, in effort to get rid of that? I mean, it's the same thing. I didn't start drinking overnight. I didn't stop drinking overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what a lot of people, you know, it's this instant gratification you know they don't it's the the microwave in the stove i mean look we all know that a baked potato tastes better when you make it in the stove amen but how many of us throw it into the microwave i ain't got time right i ain't got time so and and i think that's understanding i didn't get i didn't become a christian overnight mm I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, um, it took some work 
And, and I still have a lot more to go. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. You both have kids, right? <laughs> when your kids first started walking mm-hmm. and they would take a step or two and man, they just fall down. Maybe they bust their face on something. They look at you out of the house. Yeah. You didn't look at him and you were like, will you try harder? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on. Will you just walk over here? And it's like, look, I mean, sometimes when you are at a point in your life where you've got to hit the reset button, you're going to have to learn how to crawl a little bit. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to learn to stand yourself up a little bit. Sometimes you're going to have to reach out and steady yourself on something or someone. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, that's going to start to feel right. That's going to start to feel like it's normal again. Um, and and I think you're right. We we have that expectation of, okay, I'm just going to stop doing drugs. Yep. Some people can do that. I was going to kind of go there. I, I think, you know, maybe it goes without saying, there are opportunities and times where God, for His glory, will completely release you from some burden, some sin. That's right. Um, and that is amazing, and all that glory goes to God. Yeah. And that is an amazing story that God gets to sh- you give you to share with other people. Mm-hmm. That is completely capable. But there are times, and these are the times we're talking about, that that opportunity uh, has not been given to us yeah. for a reason to also glorify God. That's right. Right, but you need to come into this with the thought process that you're going to put the work in. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and if the Lord decides to, to to grant you that gift of... I mean, because that's what happened with me with <clears throat> pornography compared to me with alcohol or food or whatever. I mean, so yeah. one aspect, boom, gone. The other one, not so much. I mean, it took years to finally get to that point of saying... <clears throat> but. So uh, our, our great supporters Thrivent, I decided to, to open up um, some policies. We're doing a, a, a retirement thing through them. But anyways, this weekend, they had to come over and, you know, take your weight and your blood and blah, blah, <laughs> blah, and all that stuff. And I was ready for the question. Mm-hmm. How many alcoholic drinks have you had in the past year? I was ready for it. <laughs> Two. She didn't ask. I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> But I remember thinking, like, I'd had, I used to have two in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the desire is just gone. Yeah. Now, did he remove that in an instant for me? No. Did it take some time? Yes. But honestly, I can be around a complete group of people who are, and I have zero desire, yeah. none. And I was the guy who had eight, nine, 10. Before I even headed out, mm-hmm. I mean, I came from the mentality of like, there's no, what's the purpose of drinking one? Like, that made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, are there times when, when the Lord says, I'll remove that from you now? Yeah. And, and I've shared that, that story with pornography multiple times. I mean, I remember being on a mission trip. And I remember praying. We were, you know, we were in a, a prayer circle, holding hands with everybody. And I remember thinking, "You hypocrite, Sean! Like you're just literally two clicks away from the phone that's in your pocket mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of of looking at stuff that you know you shouldn't have. Like you, like you hypocrite." And I yeah. remember it was that night that I. That's when I prayed, like. Like this is this is this is taking up way too much from me. Like this is over. This is overcoming, and I I I didn't realize. And like from that moment, it was done. Like that, I, I never experienced that with anything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Adam. That one hundred percent can happen to people. Don't plan on that as your plan. Exactly. A. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, like you lived out, it's, it's not conforming to the patterns of the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Again, that, that transformation has to happen yeah. where Christ is more and I am less. Mm. And man, that is a hard switch to throw in your mm-hmm. own life. Uh, but when God does that, you'll know it. You'll experience real and true and lasting freedom. You'll start to see fruits of that decision uh, bear out in your life and your family's life, uh, in your church and your your ministry that you're doing. 
Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, you guys have experienced that in your own life. And that's, um, that, that's, that's what I want to see more of is, yeah. is that type of transformation. But that's it. I'm like, you wish you could force it, but you just can't. I mean, one of the, one of, you know, the many aspects of God that is ma- amazes me is the absolute security in who He is and creating a, um, a, a creation that He gave free will to. Mm. To be able to say, I am, I know who I am. God's saying, I know, and I know they'll pick me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to force them. I don't have to constantly do magic tricks for them. I don't have to, um, you know, the love I have, the grace I have, that that will draw them. And And to be able to have that type of, security and who you are. I mean, he is God, but that's always been one of those things of just like to create something and pour the love that he has into so many who walk away from him and, and hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been an amazing thing to me is that God says, okay, I'm, I'm going to let you go on your own on this, knowing where you could end up. Um, but man, if you, if you just soften your heart and if you just start to, to, to listen and, and I'm going to take you places you never thought you'd be able to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's it there. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's one of the asp- one of the aspects of God to where I mean, because there's so many people I'm sure that you've canceled or counseled who have sat at your table or wherever that you just wanted to like force them and say, "Would you stop?" But how much more would God do that? But He hasn't, and that's where I'm reminded, like every time that feeling rises up within you, that I could just grab this person and <laughs> and I, I have to think to myself. God feels the same way about me. The same stumbling block that I keep smashing into, falling down, breaking bones, skin in my knees, creating pain and havoc, that he goes, I'm going to tell you this. Let me tell you this one more time. If you just go around this way, <laughs> you, yeah. you can avoid that every single time. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm, I'm mindful of that. Um, but you're right, Sean. I mean, God loved us enough to A, know that we need rescued, mm. and B, sent his absolute finest to rescue us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I tell people that a lot. Look, I know life's hard. I know it's there's ups and, ups and downs, bumps and bruises, hurts all along the way. Uh, Jesus knew it was hard, and that's why he went first, mm. you know, and... And just like the scripture says that, look, you know, in this world, you will have troubles, uh, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And, and that's where we need to be as a, as a group. It's where we need to be as a, a city, a state, a nation, a world, is uh, that Jesus is the only way to overcome. It's not trying harder. It's not another self-help book. I think we have plenty of those. Right. Um, it's only through Jesus where you're going to experience that lasting freedom, that lasting change, that transformation, that generational blessing. Mm-hmm. See, and here we go. We didn't think we had anything to really talk about tonight. <laughs> we always have things to talk about. No, I think it's, I think it's a great conversation. I mean, I, I um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be chewing on this one for a while, um, you know, because each of us can look back and see things that have have changed and where we've where we've come. But we can still look ahead and say, okay, whew. all right. It just seems like sometimes the mountains start getting a little bit taller and a little bit taller. Still, but a lot I mean, of that's work to do. Yeah. Mm, yep. But I just think that's part of part of your walk. Sure. I mean, um, but to always have that. Um, 
always have that comfort of knowing. Um, and, and I heard I heard this in a lesson or a message one time that you know God doesn't you know sit on the sidelines and watch you go through like mm. he 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 walks through it with you. Mm. Uh, and for people to just have that, um, you know, whatever it is that you are struggling with, he's there. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's so much noise and so much stuff going on that we may not hear him. Uh, a lot of times, at least for me, a lot of times it's it, it's it's my own voice in my own head. It's my own anger in my own head. It's sure. my own that that kind of can drown him out. And I've always had this picture of, of the Lord saying, "Look, I don't need to talk over anybody else. I'm I'm God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to be able to take that deep breath, calm down. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's it's a great topic. I think it's a great um, thing to kind of examine for for each of us in our own lives, but also other people that we're we're that we're discipling, that we're you know dealing with, um, you know, in your families, um, you know, because because we all have something. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. We all have something that we're struggling with. You bet. And all of us go through these seasons, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you're cruising a little bit, and sometimes it's just an uphill, ninety degree hill. Just a grind. <laughs> yep. Grind. You got it. Um, but know that it's there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God has never placed an obstacle in front of your life just to do it. Yeah. There, there's right. always a reason there. He doesn't have his thumb on you just to squash you. Yeah. Right. Because um, that's that's the last thing that he wants, but. Um, great topic, um, you know. But my my challenge to those people that are out there, um, really honestly, take this to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Take this to the Lord and, and say, root some of these out in me. You know, root these sins out in me. Um, make them evident to me. Um, but. Work with me through them, mm-hmm. and, and he will. Yeah. He'll be more than happy to. Um, don't ask him to root these things out, and then you come up with your own self-help plan That's right. to get through it. Yeah. Um, because on the other side of this, your relationship with the Lord will be so much deeper, mm. and it just will. Yeah. So don't be afraid of the, uh, the suffering. Don't be afraid of the discomfort, um, you know, it's okay to step out of the boat. Mm. It's it's okay. It's going to be discomfort. It's going to be, you know, sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. But I'll guarantee you it'll be worth it at the end. Yeah. Guarantee. I mean, all three of us can sit here and say that. That's right. So. Mm. Good night. Good stuff. Yeah. Still miss you, Highness. Yep. That's Although right. I do want to bring up one thing. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure that Shine said that uh, you were supposed to bring food <laughs> yeah there's a food truck parked outside that uh has uh you know i was thinking and uh no. if that's the case then this has been like a five minute podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny because i was actually thinking you know without highness here we didn't even sidetrack to any kind of food but mm-hmm. no yeah behold, no i'm still it was my to. fault it was my fault yeah. i'm the one who started it earlier today so yeah it's still gonna happen so <laughs> All right, well, we want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, Jamie, you want to close us up in prayer? Yeah, let's do that. Jesus, what an honor it is to be able to uh, set freely uh, with some brothers tonight and just, God, just open our hearts, share uh, some of the struggles, some of the pain, uh, some of the things that you've uh, burdened each of us with. Uh, God, we want to recognize that, Lord, even through the struggle and the pain, Uh, that you are our creator, that you are a good God that gives good gifts. Lord, that you're not here to forsake us, that you're not going to leave us uh, to to chance. Uh, Lord, we just want to thank you uh, for those listening tonight, God, that uh, you've been working on. Lord, that you've put a burden on their heart about a sin that they've struggled with, about a stumbling block in their lives. God, you know exactly what that is. And I pray, Lord, that uh, the people listening tonight can have freedom in you. Lord, that they can take a burden that's been put upon them. God, sometimes by no fault of their own, the world can do that. Uh, But Lord, that they can truly fall to their knees, that they can surrender their lives, that they can 
repent openly, that they can confess and believe that your son, Jesus Christ, is the Savior of the world, sent here, Lord, to save us from our sin. Lord, sent here so that one day we can stand before you blameless, so that one day we can hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And so God, teach us to be patient. Lord, help us to, to have uh, patient, malleable hearts, Lord, so that we can love one another as your son, Jesus Christ, so loved the church. We pray these things in Jesus' precious, powerful, and holy name. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.